I'm here today with Hanarich Asiedo, the author of a new book called Decoding the In-Law Code, Master Your Mind for Peaceful Relationships. Hanarich has developed principles to revolutionize relationships with in-laws. She's passionate about offering helpful strategies to take hopeless relationships with spouses' parents to ones filled with hope and endless possibilities. She holds a bachelor's degree in English from the University of Ghana and is also certified in the science of well-being under the instruction of cognitive scientist Dr. Lori Santos at Yale University. You can learn more at myhanarich.com. That's spelled M-Y-H-A-N-N-A-R-I-C-H.com. So, Hannah Rich, it's really great to uh, have you with us here today. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much, Brian. I am, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited about this interview. Thank you for having me. Well, I know you've been working with, you know, one of my favorite industry people, Edwina Perkins, so really um, glad for that. I've got a respect for her, and I'm sure, you know, she's been a great uh, partner with you on this. Mm-hmm. She has been Incredible. I love Edwina. And just thank you, Edwina, if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the book, though, maybe you could tell folks about your background a little bit more depth. Absolutely. So um, one of the things I always usually get is, um, have you always wanted to be a writer? <laughs> and I know a lot of people who whose childhood dreams was to be writers and write all these things, but I never really wanted to be a writer. It's something that the Lord... Um, uniquely led me to pursue in this season of my life. And so my background really is, like you said, I have a bachelor's um, in English, um, and I came to Texas, um, UTD, for um, a master's and PhD in public policy and political economy because I work with the United Nations, um, with Lancaster, UK. So I I was in a totally different background. But um, about five years ago, the Lord you know, gave me an idea for this particular book, Decoding the In-Law Code, but I thought it was going to be probably when I was like 40 or 50 years old, <laughs> and all my things. <laughs> so I, I definitely, I had, and that's how the Lord works with me. I had the whole chapters developed, and but I was like, oh, this is for later. But fast forward, and to cut a long story short, the Lord just had that urgency, and within five years, um, thank God we have a book now. So this is all brand new for me. As in, I literally had to Google like how to write a book proposal. Why <laughs> not age? I like, I mean, totally brand new experience for me. And the journey has been beautiful. I have learned so much. I have grown so much. Attended conferences, free ones, paid ones. Just it's been an incredible journey, and I'm just so thankful that I heard the Lord's voice and followed His leading to write this wonderful book that we now have available. <laughs> what was the inspiration behind, you know, this particular topic, this particular book? Yes, yes. So I, I actually get asked that a lot. My friends are like, of all the things you could have written about, why would you write about this topic that we don't even want to talk about? It's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I want to help you because I was so frustrated too. And I always tell people, for me, I even feel like, I had in-law relationships problems before I even got married, before I was even born. Because my grandma had really bad in-law relationships that actually led to, contributed to her marriage breaking down. My mom had in-law problems too. And then growing up, I observed my aunties, my uncles, people around me were always having really difficult 
you know, relationships with their in-laws. And then you see on TV, even in movies, it's like a stereotype. So I go into my marriage really guarded. I'm like, I'm not going to allow these in-laws to destroy my marriage. So I go and put all these barriers and try to be enemy with them, just like I have had the narrative be all the years growing up, right? So, but then as a Christian, I entered into the marriage and I, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit just dealing with me that, to, to stop those barriers, to, to, to stop being so unkind, because it was causing so many conflicts in our marriage. And that's another key thing that we don't realize that problems with our in-laws actually pour over into the marriage and cause all these conflicts in the marriage. So I tried, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to try to be best friends with my in-laws, but that did not work. So I was in this stage of confusion where I'm like, okay, I cannot be enemies with my in-laws. I cannot be best friends with my in-laws. What do I do with them? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Lord kind of gradually taught me, led me through all these mind-shifting principles that I share in my book. And right now I'm in this place of peace where I'm not, they're not my enemies, they're not my best friends, but I'm enjoying a peaceful relationship with them. And that's exactly what it should be. So that's really where the inspiration came from because I wanted to help other people get to this place of peace that I personally am at right now in my marriage. Um, so yeah, that's really where the whole inspiration came for this particular book. So what are some of the mind shifting tools that you talk about in the book? Absolutely. I'm going to, I just, I want to share so much of that. So one of the main ones that really personally, oh my God, it just changed my perspective so much was just knowing for a fact that my mother-in-law was not the same as my mother. So I call that to call a spade a spade, call it as it is, because usually we're like, yeah, my, my mother-in-law is supposed to love me and treat me like, you know, her very own daughter. But I'm like, no, that is that is absurd, okay? I mean, how do you expect someone who has, you know, been pregnant with this person, spends, you know, the next, what, 20 to 25 years with them, and then you just appear from nowhere. And mind you, they are not in love with you. Only their son is in love with you. But then they have to form a relationship with you. So that dynamic really helped me because personally, again, an, an example, when I had just had my first baby, I, I was just talking to my mom a lot, but I wasn't really talking to my in-laws. And so when I had to talk to her, I had an idea of how the script should go. And I actually shared this in the book as well. I was like, she's supposed to ask me this and that and, you know, talk to me like my mother would. But no, I mean, she's my in-law, right? She, she's not my mom. So I see that happening in a lot of relationships with my friends as well. And they are mother-in-laws that they expect so much of them when realistically, those people are not really your parents. So that's really one of the main mind shifting tools is calling a spade a spade. Another one that personally just changed my perspective so much was walking a mile in the shoes of your in-laws. <laughs> because I realized that my mother-in-law, like, like once I had walked a mile in her shoes, because honestly, if you really know a lot about someone, the, the experiences, the, their history, the things they have been through, you see them in a different light from when you don't know so much. So I really encourage people to find out more about your in-laws because that personally helped me so much in dealing with my mother-in-law and seeing her in a new light and being more empathetic towards her because I saw her history, you know, the hardships she had been through, all the challenges she had been through. That just made me more empathetic, made me show her more grace because those in-laws are also 
human beings, just like you and I, and they are prone to make mistakes. They are prone to step on our toes. They are not angels. And even after reading this book, you're not automatically going to change your in-laws. This book really focuses on you as a person and changing your mindset to help you have that peaceful relationship. And so a lot of people are like, well, I don't even know what to ask my mother-in-law or my brother-in-law, my, my father-in-law. And I'm like, I have that covered, Brian. I have conversation starters in the book, about 50 conversation starters that you can ask. And this is not like, hey, mother-in-law, like I have question one. Um, where are you born? Question two. No, but these are just like... <laughs> I guide principles to kind of just guide you to explore more and to help you know more about your in-laws past. And another reason why that is so important is because as we have kids, for those of us who all have kids who have kids, we realize that our children don't only have our genes, which is like my husband and I, but they have the genes of our grandparents. And we don't realize that it's like, we just cut them off at a point of like, it's just my husband and I, but they carry all those traits. So you can easily help your children when you know, oh, I think I see, I identify this, this business mind skills or this entrepreneurship abilities from your grandparents because this is definitely not mommy and daddy. So it just <laughs> helps you. <laughs> it's just, just such a, it's just so important for us to walk a mile in the shoes of our in-laws. Um, would you want me to go on? And I have about 15 well, of them. Well, one thing, one thing I know that happened, unfortunately, is that your mother-in-law passed away. Yes. So how did that affect you, and how did that affect you writing this book? Oh, my God, Brian. I, and I, I also say I, I never, like, intended for this part of the book to be in it. Because, I mean, I never intended for my mother-in-law to die. <laughs> you know, we were actually expecting her and when she passed away because I was just waiting for her to come so I could experience. I was waiting for her to develop that particular chapter of living with in-laws because I was like, oh, she's going to come live with us. And I'm going to just develop that chapter and the book is going to be complete. So the day she was supposed to go for her visa is the day she actually passed away. Wow. And so, and I was, Brian, this is like the craziest part is I was five months pregnant with my third baby. So I had a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and I was five months pregnant. So wow. you can imagine, and I was going through all these emotions, all these frustrations, and it was another brand new experience for me, Brian. Even though it wasn't my own mom, it was also totally different because this is the mother of someone that you love dearly. And so it was very a very difficult season where I did not know, you know, how, it was just frustrating. And I actually buried the book when she died. I buried it with mm. her. I was like, that's the end of the book. This wow. You're going to see the light of day. Like, that's it. Right? But then I, like, kind of, it, one of the ways that I grieve is also through writing. So I was just documenting all the ways that I thought, I, you know, this was good and this was not good. This was, I was supposed to be more empathetic with my husband, like all these different things. I was just writing them down in that season of grief and had no idea that I was going to carry all these things I had written down and actually form a whole new chapter on dealing with grief. You know, mm. when mm. wow. So that was just an like, accidental <laughs> chapter that came in there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that at least I have experienced it and others don't have to. They can just read, you know, that chapter and hopefully help, you know, be a more supportive spouse to their, you know, partners whenever their partners lose their parents because it's so important, right? That's one thing I realized that it just changed so many things in our home, in our marriage, 
it was just a very difficult season. So mm-hmm. I just feel that that chapter will be will just help people, you know, when that time comes for them. So how do you see, you know, the aspect of having, you know, peaceful relationships with your in-laws affecting your children, you know, their grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so my my mother-in-law, and I say this, my, my children have, you know, such a good relationship with my in-laws. It's, it's such that even though my mother-in-law is dead now, they call her grandma in heaven. Like they know so much that they know that, you know, when she passed away, we let them know, you know, hey, grandma, because they knew her. They had a relationship with her, you know, on video calls, all these things. So once she was no longer there, we made them aware. And they were really little. So I keep, I'm so surprised that they actually get it. That Because they were, they were just like three-year-old, two-year-old, and maybe like a six-month-old baby. Like they were just little, but they get it. And up till now, they know they have one grandma in Ghana and another grandma in heaven. So it's just beautiful. And it's not just, I always say, it's not just that the mother or father-in-laws, but it's also the sibling-in-laws. That's also a huge place where I realized that a lot of the conflicts came from. Hmm. So again, they also have, you know, we have, we formed this good cordial relationship where they know about my sister-in-laws, you know, they have a relationship with their children and it probably wouldn't have been like that if I hadn't changed my mind with all these mind shifts and principles in the book. So I'm so thankful, you know, just for God and the Holy Spirit just allowing me to experience all these things and help other people also get to this place of peace in the marriage and peace with the children and just peace all around, really. So what would you say would be like the number one thing that you'd like readers to take away from the book? Um, I think the number one thing would be that it is possible to actually have peaceful relationships. And it all depends on you and not your mother or father or brother or sister-in-law. It's all up to you. And I know you may think it's up to them, but it's not. It's all up to you to determine that you will have peaceful relationships with your in-laws. That's one of the main takeaways, that it is possible. It's not an impossible thing. It's possible and it all starts with your mind. So (laughs) those mind-shifting principles change how you think and how you see your in-laws I promise you, give it a test, give it a try, and I promise you, you will see a, a difference. So you're a relatively new writer. What kind of advice would you have at this point, after having now written this book, what, what advice would you have for other new writers? Oh, my gosh. That's like a whole book. <laughs> I mean, one of the main things I would have uh, for new writers is to be persistent um, because there'll be so many challenges and you will have so many reasons to give up on your dream of wanting to get a book published. There's, the challenges will just be innumerable. But I promise you, if you will just be persistent, you will just keep persistent regardless of whatever the challenges, whether you're getting writer's blog or people are telling you your writing is not good enough. Like whatever the challenges from other people, from yourself, just keep persistent. Don't give up on that dream. And you'll certainly, as you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, you just have to keep pushing. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it. You just have to keep pushing and you will see a, your book in your hands become a reality. Like it's, it's, it's just persistence. It's mm-hmm. just keep pushing. Yeah. Keep writing. Don't stop writing. Just keep writing. So, um, I know you're in the middle of, you know, launching 
this book, but is there anything you can talk about in terms of any future projects? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, so this book is actually, and I, like, again, I, I never intended, but this is actually the first of a five-part series of decoding books. Wow. Um, and I have other books as well. Um, yeah, and I've written other articles and re- writing for guideposts and for day spring. So, yes, there's a lot of other writing, um, or put, writing books. Uh, books and short stories whatnot in the works and it's all on my website as well oh good good no that's wonderful you've got so much kind of runway planned out yes yes i do i'm so thankful this is it's also amazing to me i i am i'm amazed by all of it i never intended i'm thankful that i'm i'm being this avenue to pour forth all these beautiful words to be a blessing to people i'm so thankful so as you can see from the background uh, that Hannah Rich has, you can see the website address, myhannahrich.com. You can see the book, the cover, and the title of the book. This is wonderful. Really great um, backdrop. Thank <laughs> so, you. So check it out. And um, Hannah Rich, uh, so great to meet you. And, um, you know, congratulations again on accomplishing this big effort to come out with a new book. Thank you so much, Brian. Oh, I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. Well, thank you.